Hey, you're listening to the Deathscography Podcast. I'm Jeff. And I'm Jeremy. This is episode 27. Three away from 30. That's one way to look at it. I think we're only we're only two further away from 25. Don't tell me I'm 30. That's right. I no. <laughs> you are, but you are. You did just turn 30, didn't you? 31? I know. I did. How old are you? I, how old am I, Jeff? That's Thir- right. 30? The world may never know. Don't listen to an old episode. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for uh, tuning in to this week's episode of the Deskography Podcast. For those of you who don't know, uh, we are a podcast. We're, we're chronologically working our way through the Death Wish Inc. discography. Mm-hmm. Uh, in every episode, we have an in-depth conversation about a record, uh, the next record in the discography. Uh, but just putting this out there... Uh, we are just fans. That is what we are not. We're not claiming to be experts. We don't know everything about every record we're fucking talking about. The point of this podcast is maybe to introduce us to new music and revisit stuff that we uh, haven't listened to in a long time. And a lot of the information that uh, I get is sourced from user edited sites as a Wikipedia. So please take everything with a grain of salt. And uh, if, I just and if you don't like jokes, you probably shouldn't listen. Right. This is also an, uh, an entertainment podcast, so we do make jokes, and it's it's just what we do. Anyways, it's, it's from a place of respect. <laughs> Absolutely, we're not doing this out of we're not trying to just make fun of people. We're it's, like it's big a place on people. Yeah, exactly. It's just, but me and Jeff have known each other for a really long time, and we just riff. I don't know. It's, it's literally it it's literally how our relationship exists. Yes, it's just like <laughs> one long joke. <laughs> Our lives are jokes. That's all. That's yeah, ultimately I'm, all I'm, it is. I'm a fucking joke is what I'm trying to say. All right. We have a special <laughs> guest. He's sitting quietly. He's being very quiet. Uh, Alex Burton. Hello. How you guys doing? Uh, <laughs> Good. Uh, fucking still alive. Yeah. Sorry. We uh, we had to get that information out there. We've had some uh, interesting conversations over the past couple of days. <laughs> So just to be upfront, Alex, uh, Alex, you're from the band You Vandal. That's how I that's how we know each other. Alex, we don't know each other at all. So that's how <laughs> we don't know each other. Yeah. Long time listener. First time caller. Hell yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, Alex, uh, like I said, you're in the band You Vandal. Uh, but I personally was bringing you on because uh, I was talking to Jeff several weeks ago about potential guests we could have on the podcast and i you were the first person in my mind to spring up when i talked about this integrity episode because you're probably the biggest integrity fan i know <laughs> nice. uh which is which is you know they're a popular band <laughs> so uh just had to have you on you yeah know? well i'm happy i'm happy to be here it should be an interesting episode just, uh, do you just, have anything just wait you, yeah right do you have <laughs> anything you want to plug up front anything cool you're working on um, you Vandal is in the process of finishing a a new record. Um, oh, yeah. it's all getting mixed and mastered right now, so hopefully we'll have something out on that in the maybe first quarter of 2021. Nice. And I mean that's that's really about it. We I can act uh. like we were productive during the pandemic, but we honestly started working on it before then. So uh, nice. <laughs> so is hey, it just, uh it's gonna be uh is there gonna be a vinyl release or is it yeah, uh, um, all that stuff. I think uh, Jumpstart Records is going to put out the vinyl again Hell on yeah. this one, and we, our our goal is to do like a slightly odd release schedule for it. We we, we track the songs in batches of four, uh-huh. um. So our goal is to do some lathe cut seven inches for each batch 
oh, prior sick. to the uh prior to the 12 inch coming out so that's really cool actually yeah that's um, cool that's something very um i don't know smart for collectors yeah, yeah. you know it'll make it'll make people very interested in it oh, yeah. uh I, i've actually seen a lot of bands doing those lathe cuts not a lot i've seen some bands doing the lathe cuts for like super limited stuff and it's always always very interesting well that's awesome uh well let's let's get into it guys yeah, uh, this... we're talking about integrity. We are talking <laughs> right. about motherfucking integrity today, guys. Um, I don't know how you could be listening to this podcast and not know who integrity is, I guess. Uh, whether you love them or you hate them, most people in the in our you know metal hardcore scene know who that band is. Would you say they're an integral part of uh, Oof. I hate, yes. I fucking hate <laughs> I hate myself. Oh, <laughs> yeah uh, uh they're just you know they're they're a fucking foundation of a lot of, of a lot no, of stuff no 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 we're talking about integrity oh right sorry not foundation <laughs> that's the different band <laughs> oh. all right uh, all right but this okay so this week specifically integrity has a million uh records uh this week we are talking about the integrity lp to die for how old are uh, you alex 34 30 fuck yes me too Hell yeah. God damn it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Fuck you, Jeremy, you child. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> so when we were born, this band came into existence two years after that. It's literally, literally been a band since 1988. They are the oldest band on the, that we have covered on the podcast, aside from, uh, the fucking hell child from hell japan Ch- i i didn't realize hell child was there i guess that's right they're, yeah. they're a band in 1987 i think oh one year yeah so they're one year uh older but i don't think they've they've been nearly as prolific as integrity no <laughs> i don't think most bands no, have been as prolific yeah. as integrity <laughs> yeah dude i was looking and i was like fuck like converge has been a band almost as long and it's not as prolific it's fucking insane how much yeah. integrity okay but yeah just to just to get back to it uh this is dw025 uh so that's cool so technically it's the 27th death wish release but it is their 25th numbered release uh-huh. uh came out 2003 um 2003 death wish again i think we've said it before just a huge year for that label yeah it was uh, their first a, it was their first huge year yeah it was like this like this is probably i mean this is probably integrity is probably the biggest band they've worked with i think at, at that, this point at that point yeah. at this point in their career not counting converge themselves who went on to be perhaps bigger yeah uh but at this point i think integrity probably the biggest band that that death Wish has worked with um cuz even in 2003 which is 17 years ago integrity was a fucking big deal yeah, oh, they yeah. were 15 years into their career. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, well let's let's uh, let's get into the history of the band a little bit. Uh, Alex, you if you know anything uh, cool, please feel free to chime in. But yeah, as Jeff said, uh, it came. They formed in 1988 uh, in Cleveland, Ohio. I was two uh, by by <laughs> by Dwid Hellion, and that's his stage name. Uh, I'm not sure what his real name is, but I did read that is his stage name, but everyone calls him Dwid. Hey, man. (laughs) I think Dwid Hellion is cooler than Human Furnace. I was going to say. Oh, yeah, 100%. (laughs) Speaking of other (laughs) Cleveland, Ohio 
late 80s bands <laughs> ringworm <laughs> yeah yeah i think dwid hellion is a better name than human furnace but you know like it is what it is uh but yeah so i i actually so in a really cool thing i actually got to talk to dwid oh um nice through facebook but we did interact uh very nice guy um, but he gave me, a, he gave me some information, some background information. So over the course of the episode, I will pull, uh, quotes from our conversation. Uh-huh. So this is a directly sourced quote uh-huh. <laughs> from Dwight himself. Uh-huh. Uh, but I just wanted to start off the history with this. He said, let's see, quote, originally it began as something like a proto streetwear brand with the ultimate <laughs> intention of becoming a band. What? <laughs> <laughs> right. So, like, I, so I did like, not expect that sentence. So like they made merch, but they weren't a band yet? Is that? I kind of think that's what it was. That's sick. <laughs> well, most like, of the you know, original the... members were uh, in One Life Crew. Oh, uh, I see. Okay. So, yeah, it's that, like they... That, I think a band I would describe like very a, similarly to like maybe... Right. <laughs> putting merch before like the music right 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 right. but you know like dwid he's a visual artist and i think he's Mm -hmm. the one that created their kind of uh their logo the skull you guys know what i'm talking about like maybe he made that logo and was like yo that looks sick on a shirt we should start a band (laughs) maybe i don't know uh (laughs) but but didn't the because, uh, didn't Ringworm also weren't they like doing shit before they were a band? Right. They they also claimed to be a band before they were a band. Like they were like selling a demo that didn't exist in yes. the in the back of a magazine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously, Alex, like they funded their demo by selling it before it existed. So it was like a pre-order, but they were just it didn't it didn't even it, they, didn't, they, didn't, they didn't tell anybody it was a pre-order. <laughs> hey, that's yeah, smart. Just, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's big brain there, shit, man. There was, yeah, but, um, all right, anyway. Yeah, okay, so let me uh, finish up what he what he said, and then we can get back into it. He said, in the 80s, recording studios were difficult to get into, especially for loud and aggressive music, uh, which is one of the reasons that they, they kind of start, he said he started this brand with the intention of becoming a band because it was hard to get into studios. But, goes on to say, because of a recommendation from Walter, and I always butcher this guy's last name, Shreffels, Shreff, Shreffels, uh, who is from Gorilla Biscuits and Quicksand. Gotcha. Um, Walter from those bands. He's like, I was offered a record deal with Victory Records. End quote. Yeah. In so like, that's how in he, like ninety, right? Like way back. No, no, no. Like, like he was offered a deal with Victory in the eighties. Like the band didn't exist, and he got offered the deal. Oh, all right. You get you get what I'm saying? Wow. Like the band, okay. like right. It's like. I don't even understand how that's a thing. Yeah. Uh, but um, and so, yeah, I guess it was like they were in like Dwid was in another band uh, before this called uh, Die Hard. Sick. Uh, but so, OK, yeah. So he was in this band called Die Hard. But due to the opinion of the other members that his vocals and lyrics would not be accepted by the mainstream hardcore scene, mm-hmm. he was kicked out of that band and replaced. <laughs> Yeah, uh, <laughs> this is something that I actually wanted to talk about a lot. Like, I love that this band exists the way like they sound the way they do, but like their their imagery and their like uh, lyricism is like often like I guess it feels out of place, like with, um you know, what you would expect a band that sounds like this to do. Um, right. But like, I fucking love it. Uh, it's such an it's it's such a. um 
influence to me because like this cat's writing about like the war between heaven and hell and like demons and fucking possessions. And I write <laughs> about shit like that too. And it's cool that like, you know, he, he was definitely like a forerunner uh, in the hardcore punk scene, you know, doing that. Yeah. The most evil tough guy, hardcore band ever. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, for real. And like, for but sure. like, you know, back then it definitely was not, um as accepted i guess yeah uh in in the terms of like the mainstream hardcore scene but i feel like there was something going on in cleveland because like the dude from ringworm talked about loving slayer and like you know doing their best to their their best imitation of slayer which just sounded like hardcore punk you know (laughs) right like they were all like these cats in ohio were in didn't we go to the devil's something in Ohio, Jeremy? De- the devil's den, devil's devil's hole. Yeah, I don't know. It was this weird fucking weird fucking thing, cave thing that we went to. Uh, yeah, uh, in Cincinnati. Maybe they, that's where they like drink the water from from the devil's den, and uh, no, you should definitely say they drank the water from the devil's hole. They did. They drank the water from the devil's hole. Yeah. Uh, and did you say devil's soul? Devil's soul. The devil's soul. Yeah, the devil's soul. <laughs> the devil's soul. Yeah. <laughs> they drank the water from the devil's soul and oh, created two God. of the more influential metal hardcore bands uh, of the day. Yeah. Alex, how did you get into integrity? I mean, yeah, I think I was just into all that style of uh, hardcore in uh-huh. high school. Mm-hmm. And like in, when I heard integrity, it was. It had those riffs and had those breakdowns, but it also had like something that made them stick out from from everybody else. So mm-hmm. whether it was like the weird spoken word stuff on some of their records or just the like blazing guitar solos that they would throw yeah, like in. Shredding. Or, like, odd stuff that made like music that I already enjoyed just seem a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. yeah, they definitely um it, it definitely for the time. I mean, like, okay, so let let me I have a quote here. It, it's basically, it's like they're one of, uh, let's see, what's his name? Albert Mudrian. Uh, he's the editor in chief of decibel magazine. And he wrote a book called choosing death, the improbable history of death metal and grindcore. Uh, he has a, a little section about integrity in this book. Sick. And he claims that they're one of the, he's quote, they're one of the watershed artists for heavy music genres. I read this also. I read that. Mm. I read, I found that quote also. He was like, yeah, if, it, if it weren't for him, it doesn't he say like if it weren't for integrity, bands like Hatebreed wouldn't sound like Hatebreed. Right, right. So it's like a band like So the quote is a band like Hatebreed would not sound like they did without integrity opening the door. Right. Uh, they so they. Which is a fucking doing, huge thing to say. Well, they shared right, some like members at some point. Say that again. I believe they shared some members uh, at some point. They did. You're yeah. absolutely right. They did a split with Hatebreed, too, which is fucking crazy. Yeah. That's awesome. Like way, 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 way back. Um, but yeah, like like you were saying, Alex, man, Integrity just did something different. You know, they uh, they really did create their own sound, which is really difficult in in aggressive music because it's like a lot of it is just bands ripping off other bands. Mm-hmm. And uh, nowadays, every you know, a bunch of bands rip off Integrity, uh, which I I did talk to Dwight about that a little bit, and he's. He wasn't super stoked on that, if I'm honest. I don't have the exact quote, but he was he basically was saying that uh, he doesn't 
he doesn't find it flattering because he's like, I, I create, I try to be as individual as I can. Yeah. And so when other bands rip me off, it's like not super great. Yeah, and quit, I'm like, quit bite, I get that. Quit biting my fucking style. Exactly. Uh, and I, I get that. But at the same time, you know, throwing homage to a, a band as um, important to the metal hardcore scene as them, it's like, it's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. But, uh, all right, but yeah, let me, let's continue with the history of just a little bit. Um, so they were, he was in that band, Die Hard, gets kicked out, replaced. Uh, but after leaving Die Hard, that's when he's contacted by Tony, uh, of Victory, Victory Records to, right. And so he agrees to demo some songs for a possible record on that, on that new label. Uh, and he eventually recruits some other members, including some members of Die Hard. I guess he was still friends with them <laughs> or yeah. whatever. So he brings them in. And they record the uh, In Contrast of Sin 7-inch. Uh, and at that point, uh, Die Hard was like still a band. But then essentially, since Integrity kind of took off, Die Hard got to break up. So he got he kind of got the last laugh in that little uh, <laughs> in that little thing. It was this whole thing um, with a fucking. All right, skip that. <laughs> you, you Good can, joke. You can just cut. You can just cut that out. I was going to make a fucking Nakatomi Plaza joke, but I'm good. Alan Rickman. Yeah. Uh, skip skip it all. Yippee Kaye, motherfucker. Yeah, Where yeah. are we going? <laughs> no, it's fine. Cut it out. Uh, Alex, what was the... Uh, do you remember like the first record you listened to, Integrity? Yeah. Uh, Systems Overload was the, okay. was the first one, one I heard. I mean, that makes sense. Um, when when did you like find them out? Like when did you discover them? Uh, high school, you like said? How, yeah, sometime in high school. So between 2000 and 2003-ish probably. Okay, so I was basically I was going to ask if if this record was out or if you were or if it was like a new thing or what. No, I I, I mean this was like post victory years for them. I've yeah. like, I started listening to them like during the victory years. Gotcha. Um, and then I remember like checking this record out when it when it came out in two thousand and three ish. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Man, our high um, our high school experiences were very different. <laughs> yeah alex we've talked a lot about uh our, our, me and jeff's high school and jeff was really into uh i was uh, a corn. new metal kid all the way man oh wow okay yep non-stop i, mean, <laughs> I like corn I I, like i'm not i'm not judging but I, I didn't even know that this stuff existed because i i lived in a fucking like no stoplight town and i mm. didn't have the internet you know and like uh like i didn't even know about new metal until my grandmother got satellite tv and i uh <laughs> saw corn on trl so yeah. oh well i mean i grew up in a one stoplight town and yeah. it happened to be close to ocala which uh luckily at that time had a pretty large like hardcore scene yep and then the uh, capital or is yep. it before the capital well it was like capital days and before that they used to do gotcha. like hardcore shows at some auditoriums and things oh, yeah. like that and then i moved uh, like i moved down to tampa for school and like uh -huh. another big city for hardcore with like 680 right, yep. yeah, yeah sick absolutely um all right well let's uh, well let before we continue first record i ever heard was humanity is the devil and that because of that it's kind of been my favorite integrity record um i really just there's something about that record. I don't know what it is. It just like I like a lot of integrity. I had not heard this integrity record until we decided to do this episode. Um, I've listened to, like you were saying, a kind of a bunch of their victory stuff. Um, and then I also listened to because they're still a band. I don't know if I mentioned that. Yep. Yep. Formed in 88, still a band, put out a record like last year, two years ago or whatever on uh, Relapse Records. And it's good. Um, I've heard that. I've heard I was gonna say, I've heard that record and then a bunch of their victory stuff. But a lot of the middle 
middle chunk I have not really listened to they also including like, this record. They have been a band all this time, but they definitely like have gone on like multiple year hiatuses and stuff. Right. Um, okay, so actually yeah. <laughs> they definitely broke up a few times. Yeah, but I mean, you know, that's fine. Right. So um, uh, another quote from Dwid, uh, he basically, in in summary, said the band has existed since 1988, but they did break up right. and get back together. And I'm, you know, I understand what he means in the sense right. of like it has been a thing since 1988. Mm -hmm. But I think they broke up something like four times or some some ridiculous number. Yeah, it happens. They changed their name to Integrity 2000 what? Uh, for a little while. Uh, and then like shorten that to Integra 2000, uh, and then changed it back to integrity. Um, yeah, it was like a whole thing. It was like a, you know, artist formerly known as Prince. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if the, the, I don't know if like they lost the rights or something or somebody owned the rights or. Yeah. yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. I'll have to ask Dwid, but like, yeah, it was like a really weird. Your buddy Dwid. Name. You just had to ask yeah, him. Yeah. Me, me, me and my friend. No. <laughs> your friend, your friend Dwid. He is very nice, but no. You guys are besties. Uh yeah, I mean you know. Why don't you marry him? Why don't <laughs> you guys? Why don't you guys do a fucking podcast? I'm just kidding. All right, none of this matters. <laughs> Alex, you're being quiet. What's up? What are you thinking about? I mean, I'm just I'm just listening. Hell yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like we were saying, you know, they kind of uh, they've existed since '88, broken up a bunch of times. Uh, and another another, I guess part of their history is the kind of revolving door of members. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, Alex, like, I don't know if you knew this, but I have a quote here uh, from an article from an interview that Dwight did. He said, one day I sat down and did the math and I can't. Uh, he's like, I did the math and there have been over 60 people in the band. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <Yeah>. Jeez. <laughs> I was just like, holy shit, 60 people. I mean, he's been in the band, obviously, the entire time. Right. But like he, literally everyone from the drummers to the guitarists. He's, to the, the, bassist, he's like, the only original. Yes, he is the only original, but they have brought back in original members, right. but then they would leave again. And like, right. uh, currently, according to Wikipedia, uh, they only have two official members, and that's Dwid mm -hmm. and then uh, Dominic uh, Romeo, Romeo, I should say, sorry, who you might know who that is. Uh, he's in Pulling Teeth and owns A389 Records. Oh, sick. Yep. That guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, right, he he's in the band now, and he's the he was the main a guitar player on the most recent integrity album. Gotcha. Yep. Which I thought was really cool. And honestly is the reason I listened to it because I love pulling teeth. Uh, -huh. uh I also love the band. And uh that was a bad joke. I'm really uh, sorry. No. <laughs> stop. Just stop. <laughs> uh anyways, I really liked that band pulling teeth. And so I was super Ugh. interested to hear how his guitar writing would like I want to hear that dude write an integrity record. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's just really cool. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like I. <sighs> Dwight was basically saying he's just like, yeah, like every record I try to make uh, individual, like sound individual, but still unified as a whole. And mm -hmm. I guess one way to do that is to kind of have a revolving door because yeah. um, no, no record is going to sound exactly the same because it's not the same people making it. Right. But that's one thing um, I like about it. Like, you can put on any integrity record and pretty much know that it's an integrity song, but they mm -hmm. all they all sound slightly different, whether it's like the songwriting or the recording quality or whatever. For whatever me, that's like exactly. for me, that's like the dream, man. Like, like, I don't want to fucking make the same record, you yeah, know, right. I, I fucking I love that about them, you know, for a band that's so prolific. 
you would expect to have some repeat in there, you know, where it's like, all right, it's they it's another integrity record, but it's not like that. Like it's like absolutely not, yeah. It's like, all right, it's another integrity record. Here we go. Let's see what this one is. Um, yeah, it's like each each one kind of has its own feel. Um without actually, without like totally jumping the shark and doing something like not true to them, you know, like it's yep, still integrity right. it's still integrity <laughs> just evolving, which is awesome. Yeah, it's not like they just completely became like a pop band or something. They right. they are still a fucking metalcore <laughs> band. Right. Uh at at their core, they just like go through whatever waves or whatever um i actually do have another quote from duet about about that change of sound and about the stuff um but basically he 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 talks about let's see um i like he says i like all of my albums uh it's like children uh i love them all equally but there are a few that sound that i like better than others um but i do love all of my albums because i asked him his opinions on this record we're talking about to mm, die for. Mm -hmm. And he said, <laughs> uh, he said, it's not my favorite. <laughs> nice. <laughs> he says, but I think it turned out good. It's a bit too simple for me. <laughs> gotcha. Oh, okay. I, I can like, see that. That's fair. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, it's in comparison, like my children, <laughs> this one, is this one's simple. just too simple. <laughs> just he's, he, I mean, bless his heart. Bless his heart. <laughs> but Alex, if you're interested, I do have his favorite albums of, of integrities. Um, yes, wait, please. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. Alex. Oh, yeah, you want to guess? Alex. Alex. No, no, no. Alex, what are your top three integrity albums? Yeah, Alex, give, give us your three, and then I'll have you guess what you think his three are, and then we'll see. I mean, I was... So, um, I like Systems Overload, like I mentioned in before humanity's a devil mm -hmm. and then i really liked uh suicide black snake but i believe that's one that not many people enjoyed <laughs> right that's a that's a middle period one <laughs> um what do you think his three favorite are um i think he is going to say the re-release of systems overload because i think they remixed that one uh to his okay. liking um, Keep going. I'll tell you if you got any of them right. Oh, <laughs> okay. I don't know. <laughs> um, hmm, that's a good question. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know. All right. I mean, I could, I could just tell you. No, it's, it's fine. Um, he says, "I'll tell you right now. He, it, that's not in there." <laughs> so, <laughs> he says, uh, "The LP on Relapse, their most recent one. Uh, uh, that's, that's up there." Okay. Um, he says, uh, "Those who fear tomorrow." Uh, is another one. And then Humanity is the Devil. Nice. Top three for Dwid specifically. Um, and he says, those take top placement for me equally. Like, it's not a one above the other. It's just like, these three are my favorites. It's interesting uh, to think about that 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 idea, though, like what a band member likes versus what the people who listen to their band super like. And it, oh, yeah. I, I mean, for us, for Machinist, it's like that, like people, a lot of people super love those first two EPs that are like way skatier and like punkier. And I fucking hate my voice on those records. <laughs> like, I hate it. Oh, I hate it. It's hard for me to listen to. Uh, Alex, do you run in that with you, Vandal? Is there like something that fans really like that you just can't stand? Yeah. So, I mean, you Vandal's been a band for for a long time. 
like since 2009. We put right. out our first full length in 2010, and yeah. we still have people come out to shows. Not all the time, but occasionally, and they're asking us to play songs on yeah, this they record hear from that. ten years ago. <laughs> Jesus Christ! And you're like, no, no, no. These people in this band that with me now don't even know those songs. Yeah, it's pretty much just <laughs> two of us are original members, and then it's kind of been this like our friends come and go. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's me and Jeremy too. We're the but, only. I mean, I, I can relate to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, well, let's uh, get back on track here. I just wanted to bring up this last point about the history, and then we can uh, dive into our feelings on the record itself. Um, the reason Integrity got involved with Death Wish is another question I asked Dwayne, because uh, I'm always interested in how bands end up on labels and stuff, because as we all know, uh, Integrity was on Victory for a number of years mm-hmm. for their early stuff. Um, but then they, they eventually moved on to death wish, but they've also done other stuff on like a three, eight, nine and relapse records and blah, 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 blah. But how specifically, why specifically they got involved with death wish? Well, they got involved after their relationship with victory soured. Apparently this has been talked about publicly a lot. I did not know any of this information. Um, I pulled this from uh, Dwid and also other articles. Uh, but Dwid goes on to say, uh, that victory never paid bands and they just kept, <laughs> A hundred percent of the money. Mm-hmm. He said that was not the agreement, but the label was notoriously dishonest. Oh yeah, uh, I, I mean, it, in current right. in current years, you could uh, cite the what's the band? Oh, from Ocala, a day to remember, day to remember. suing right. Victory, like going to court with Victory because they were like they literally owe us millions of dollars. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so that's that's you know so they're so they're you know. The relationships relationship soured with victory, mm-hmm. but they stayed on victory for a long time because Dwight said that he's like, my music is unconventional. And at the time, I just felt lucky to have albums released. Mm-hmm. So that's why he kind of kept re-signing, even if he says that victory kept all the money. Obviously, uh, this is all uh, allegedly. Uh, but he goes on to say why they moved on to Death Wish. He says, uh, I believe that Trey first contacted me about releasing a record with Death Wish after it came out that our relationship with Victory Soured, I think I originally met Trey through Boy Sets Fire. Sick. Uh, oh, wow. Which is a band that we... T- it's like right, the it's band third release or second release second on, on Death Wish? release. Yeah, Sucker Punch Training. Uh, so, okay, like, what do you guys think? Like, all right, what's your number one song on this record? Favorite song on the record? If you had, to, had to pick. Damn. Oh. All right. Ooh. My, I think that my favorite one is Hated of the World. Uh, which is number one, two, three, four, six. five, six. It's number six. Uh, just because like the the beginning of it is really weird. It's like this like weird kind of tappy guitar thing. Um, oh yeah, that no, they're I doing. know exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, there's a long uh, musical intro, which normally I don't care for in hardcore bands, but like for some reason it doesn't bug me. It's like actually interesting music, so like I'm like for it. Um, mm-hmm. and then uh, it's just fucking good, man. Like I like this whole record really, but the, that song really stood out to me. And, uh, it's the one that like when I was driving the other day, like I went back and listened to that song because like, that's the song I wanted to hear. Um, um I, I can't choose, uh, a, a favorite, but I can give you my top three. Okay. Uh, I really enjoy, uh, the first song taste my sin. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, that song is fucking insane. I think it's really killer. Uh, the riffs are just like super mean sounding mm-hmm. i don't know and it, they're like right up my alley um they also it also has like i mean i know another couple songs have but it has this really like fun like cool solo in it mm-hmm. yep um nice whammy like, bar I drop think, at the beginning of that solo 
What's that? <laughs> it has a nice whammy bar drop at the beginning yes. of that. So yes. Yes. It's, it, yeah, it's cool as shit. Uh, but like I've talked about this before, when an opening song re- can really set the mood for a record mm-hmm. is so satisfying. Yeah, and it's like you can piece like every like every section of this song is a different piece of the record, uh-huh. right? You know what I mean? It's like, like it's, over, just, it's like an overture, yep. right? And it's like and when, and when a band can pull that off, it really like. Uh, it, it does it for me. And so I really like that song, but I also really like uh, the second song, Dreams Bleed On. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, Integrity does a lot to keep this record really interesting. Like I did not get bored. Uh, I mean, it's it's short. It's like 22 minutes, uh, which just, is, I mean, not short. Which is funny because uh, Dwid, Dwid, D-W-I-D? Yes. Dwid said um, it was too simple for him. Right. <laughs> he is like, but I don't yeah. think it's very simple at all. I think it's uh I think they do a lot. Um yeah, like they really do a lot to keep it interesting. Um and the second song in particular has this really interesting opening that kind of sounds nothing on the record. It's like really slow and like kind of reverb heavy sound. It sounds mm-hmm. evil. Um, and then my What'd you say, Alex? I said it sounds evil. Yeah. Yes. No, it absolutely does. I think evil, like haunting, is a really good uh phrase for the whole album. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and then my 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 third favorite song, I really like the last song, To Die To Die For. Mm-hmm. Uh they I shot a video for, right? Right. They <laughs> shot that, that video for it. Uh, I think it's pretty goddamn catchy. Well, they they, like a, they edited a video for it. I don't know if they shot a video specifically for it. I, no, I think they did. I think they did. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. It's just you know, back then we talked about music videos. Back then they're really rough. <laughs> yeah. I just thought it was uh, like footage from a show. It is, but I mean that, that it was for a music video, you know. Yeah. So, but um, but yeah, I think it's that's probably the catchiest song on the record. So I'd put that in my top three. Mm-hmm. Alex, what about you? Um. Yeah, I'm with you on "Taste My Sin" and "Dreams Bleed On." Uh, I really like "Heaven's Final War." Yeah, just the uh yeah. the held out scream at the beginning of it and then mm-hmm. those like whisper very quiet like eerie sounding vocals over top of the heavy mm-hmm. part that comes mm-hmm. i i think sounds awesome oh yeah no it, it's honestly like i said uh the whole record is is super interesting and doesn't leave me bored and it's a fucking killer record uh i'm really i can't believe i've never listened to it before honestly like because like I don't know. Like I've seen the album art a bunch and I've seen it around. I just was like, oh, I don't know. It's another integrity record, but like, it doesn't, it's not the same as the other records. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like we said before, it's like, it's, it's different enough that I think it's, it stands out on its own, but I really enjoy it. Um, I also really enjoy the, uh, the, the production of the album, like the actual, like technical sound of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it sounds really good, and, the, and I think the vocals stand out in a really cool way. Um, especially, okay, so Alex, last episode uh, we covered this band called The Promise, um, mm-hmm. and they at the time uh, it was very popular and hardcore. I guess it still kind of is now to have the doubled vocals, not like gang vocals, but the main vocal is just it has two vocal tracks or whatever. Yep. Uh, and I am so happy that Integrity did not do that. It is just that single, like fucking center punch vocal style and i love it a lot i think it really stands out because of that mm-hmm. um well, i think i think the vocals just sound f- phenomenal yeah one thing i will say about the vocals on this record they might not do like the double track thing but they do do in some of the in some of the songs like in taste my sin there's like the repeated vocal 
where he'll say right. a line and then he'll scream before that first line's done. He'll scream that line again. Mm. And it's very, it's very, uh, you hear that a lot in hate breed later right. on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that sort of thing doesn't bother me. It's just the, the continuous double vocal through a record. That's what like irritates me. But like, you know, when a band or like, even if someone like, like, okay. So personal anecdote, Jeff in our band machinist will do like sometimes like a lower vocal and a higher vocal at the same time. Uh, and that's fine. But it's like a lot of bands just literally do the same thing doubled. And it's just like, that's it's, just, it's like a, you know, it's like a ploy to like thicken up their vocal sound, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but no, I don't want to keep, just keep dragging. I'm just trying to give, you know, explanations. We get it. You um, hate the promise. We get it. <laughs> no, I don't hate the promise. They're, don't say they're, that. They're going to beat you up. <laughs> no, don't say that. I don't hate them. I really love that seven inch. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think this record is, is it's just good. It's yeah. just a good fucking album. I'm into it. Um, but okay. I wanted to move. I wanted to briefly touch on the actual like production. Like I was saying, um, uh, it was produced by Ben Scheigel, S C H I G E L Scheigel Scheigel. Yeah. Uh, but he also did uh ringworm walls of Jericho drowning pool and chimera. Like, those are like a bunch of notable bands <laughs> that he's done. <laughs> Wait, uh, I love that. You just put drowning pool in there. Hey man, You're, that's a big name. Say, say those four <laughs> band names again. Uh, ringworm yep. walls of Jericho yep. drowning pool, and chimera. Yes. <laughs> I was like, yeah, hardcore, hardcore. What? <laughs> he did it. I own that he record. Did drowning pool. I bought that uh, CD. I definitely bought but, that CD when it came out. But he, uh, he he did this at his uh, Spider Studios mm. is the studio name. Um, but I did get a, a couple quotes uh, from from Dwid on about the recording experience. Um, he he mentioned that apparently uh, the drums are fake. Oh oh, I don't know if you guys knew that. <laughs> no, I didn't. Well, no. okay, let me. They're they're programmed, is what he says. So. He says Ben, the the producer, uh, also programmed the drums, which at the time was a very uncommon practice for this type of music. Yeah, that's impressive. Quote. Programming drums in 2002 or 2003? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, like, that's I, a I, big I, fucking I'm deal. Like, how? Like, what did he... I would love to watch him do that. <laughs> right. Because, I, I mean, you know, like... Also, um, how fucking expensive was that, like, for him to just, like, take the time to do it? So, so... Speaking of expense, this is something I also wanted to talk about. We talked about how Victory kind of like kept all the money and like blah, 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 blah. Uh, Dwid went on to say some other things he did not really enjoy about uh, <laughs> uh, Victory. He says, we did all those old albums for embarrassingly low budgets and often ran out of money. I, I think we had $1,000 to work with for each record. And in those days, $20,000 was standard. So we really had to stretch every penny working with a fraction of the budget other bands had available to them. Mm -hmm. um, and so another reason they moved on to Death Wish, he said, uh, To Die For had more of a budget, I think $3,000, but I don't remember. Definitely more than Victory Records compared to $1,000. $3,000 felt like a million dollars. Right, <laughs> for sure. So he was like, holy shit, we got so much money. Let's program these drums. <laughs> <laughs> what a waste. That, yeah, that's what they spent all the money on. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> I have no idea. I think the right. I think I would not have been able to. No, tell I didn't. I didn't. Drums. I didn't peg them as as programmed at all. Yeah, no, they, me they, they sound real good. So good on you, Ben. Fucking seventeen years ago, 
Holy shit. Was there's a uh, the drummer has a drumming credit on the record. Right. And so maybe he helped write it. I don't know. It's uh, <laughs> this band is confusing. <laughs> so yeah. it's like it's a lot. Uh, yeah, it's a lot. Um, Interesting. He, yeah, he does. Yeah. He has a drumming credit. You're right. That's <laughs> what? Right. Um, so why did they program the drums? I have no idea. Uh, that's what that's what Dwight said. Direct from direct from integrity's mouth. I mean, he would he would know <laughs> he would. Exactly. He would know. Um, but yeah, just speaking of the other members, um, I did want to bring up that would uh, let me know like what the other member like they basically kind of recorded this record and then did they just left the band afterwards right. is what he was saying. Um, but he says the bassist Steve, uh, who also was in Ringworm for a little while, uh, he's uh, sorry, not Steve. No, yeah, he's uh, he he's singing for Mushroom Head now. Sick. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, awesome. That's pretty cool. Uh, and then their uh, guitarist, uh, Blaze, oh. old Blaze Tishko, uh, uh-huh. he's back playing with his old band in Cold Blood, who I have also heard of. Uh, so, like, the members kind of went on to do, you, do other things. Do you know what's that guy's name that sings for Mushroom Head? Steve Ra- Rauchhorst? Spell it R A U C K H O R S T. Rockhorst? <laughs> Uh, apparently he's singing for Mushroom Head, according to Dwid. I don't know. Well, there's two singers, and I, I just, I just want to know which one he is, because there's like oh, a there's yeah. like a clean vocalist, and then like a, a fucking screamer or whatever. Well, pull up a picture, and whichever one looks like a Steve, yeah, <laughs> that, that's him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, okay. Well, let's um, let's move on to the artwork. Uh. I think it's a fucking cool ass album. Some the, cool ass album art. The original one, the the OG. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's sick. I think they all look good. Uh, yeah, I like them You're all. Right. And honestly, I, Alex. I also like that they're all like thematically, like they still all kept that red tone, that dark, that dark red. Oh yeah. So like, I forgot to mention this. Um, this record, while originally was put out by Deathwish in 2003, uh, was reissued by A389 Records uh, on vinyl in 2015, and again by Backbite Records in 2019. And instead of just keeping the same album art, they uh, made completely new album art every time. Uh, and, and talking about the OG art, it was done by Jacob Bannon from Converge. Right. Alex, I don't know if you yep. knew that. I read that, yeah. Right. It, I mean, and to me, it looks like a fucking Jacob Bannon piece, right. but in a very, like... Integrity way. In- integrity way, yeah. yeah. I think it's real cool. <laughs> Looks like Jacob um, Bannon drew something while, or painted something while listening to Integrity. Right, exactly. Uh, I think it looks very cool for the for listeners. You guys know, it's the one that you would see on Spotify. It's kind of the guy with a skull for her head, and it's like like a halo around him almost, yeah. like, like, like waves of energy coming off. Yep. I think it looks really fucking cool. And then the A389 reissue artwork is... A lady thematically the same, but like the the focus of the artwork is a lady just kind of looking off to the side with a hood on. And I don't know who did that, but I think Dwid did. But don't I'm not sure I could not find actual credit for that artwork. Um, but Dwid definitely did the second reissue artwork, yeah. which is the uh, integrity skull with the uh, the red and black behind it. Well, it's like um, there's like some. It looks like a woodcut kind of thing behind it, like some demons and stuff. Oh, yeah. Actually, I guess I couldn't really tell yeah. until right now. Yeah, it's like, um, yep. yeah, it's it's almost like a woodcut 
or wood block print yeah with the integrity logo kind of on it i think it looks really cool yeah, too sick. um i definitely looked up uh trying to buy a vinyl version of this um and i don't so i think death wish did vinyl but not a lot they mainly did the cd because it's like 2003 so uh -huh. they were kind of like mostly doing cds but so kind of the only vinyl you could find today is the is that a389 reissue yeah i, I have uh, one I was, of those i was gonna say when you when we were talking about this you sent me a picture of that i was like oh shit that's the reissue one um is there anything else special about that reissue did they do anything like or is it just kind of the same record not not to my knowledge uh okay i was just curious yeah. um but yeah okay and i guess just to kind of uh last last section about this particular record is the music video uh, <laughs> we did hit on it <laughs> we did hit on it a little bit earlier um but yeah they did this music video for the song to die for which is like we talked about one of my favorites it's the title songs on the record title track title track um we'll put a link in the description of the episode um but basically like we alluded to before it's kind of just a show right you know what i mean like and it's not even like you don't really see the crowd at all except for like one or two shots i honestly thought they were just playing to an empty room for a lot of it but it's uh you eventually do see the crowd but it's kind of it's kind of just dwid mostly and then occasional shots of like the guitarist or bass player like intercut on top it's a very uh early 2000s music video mm -hmm. um like I, I a lot of hardcore bands did not have the budget to do anything uh big so they would do these types of videos yeah but it's fun it's a kind of, it's kind of a time capsule <laughs> it's um yeah. it's definitely uh i'm trying to look at like the it's definitely uh uh it has definitely been uploaded to youtube in a higher quality than the most precious blood video that uh oh, we talked yeah. about <laughs> which was in like what was it like Dude, it had to be like 200 p it or something was bad like it, it, it was so rough i was like what am i looking at but yeah this, this <laughs> no, but, no really what am i looking I, at? I like i legitimately <laughs> don't know it just looks like blobs of color uh but yeah man it's it's um it is a time capsule he's definitely wearing a baseball tee and basketball shorts yep i noticed that <laughs> Uh, Alex, had you had you seen that music video before? Uh, maybe I I don't. <laughs> I mean, it's so memorable. It's honestly the worst part about anything to do with this entire record. But <laughs> I, I mean, I uh, I like I don't know if I've seen it, but like it's very forgettable if I if I did. Right, right, and like I said, I think it just ultimately just is like yeah, it's a time capsule. It's like that's kind of what hardcore videos kind of looked like back then. So. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, Interestingly, um, Dwid uh, directed that video. Oh, shit. That's right. And also it was taken from a DVD. Always is always forever. Yeah, that's actually that's pretty right, interesting. Yeah. yeah. So that came yeah. out. That came out. I guess that like it got put on YouTube in 2006, uh, 14 years ago. <laughs> Yeah, I looked through some of the comments and they're like, Integrity's the best band in the world 13 years ago. Yeah, you know yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> yeah. There's better live footage on that always is always <laughs> than than the than the than the die for music video. Like I don't know like why did why could they just not use like real live footage from a show and this double song know. over it, but um uh. well Alex, do you have any uh, any more any last thoughts about the record? No, I mean I I like it. 
uh, it's still something that I listen to, like in in rotation. Well, like whether I was getting ready for this podcast or not. So gotcha. I mean, all it's around, just, uh, all around, I think it's a, I think it's a great record. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, I, I, I think I'm there with you. I think um, it's definitely moved up into my top five of integrity records, um, possibly even top three. I really did enjoy it. Um, I, I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would because, um. Integrity has such classics under their belt that I was like, oh, I haven't listened to this. I haven't really, no one really talks about it. I mean, people talk about it, but they have so many records. So it's like, you know, it's not, it's not ever in the top three discussion. I was like, it might be bad. It was not. I really enjoyed this record. I'm sorry. I'm fucking looking up Mushroom Head Singers. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's cool record. All right. <laughs> we're gonna do a bonus mushroom head episode so what the, well there's steve skinny felton who's a co-founder of mushroom head but that's not the same no, last no. name no what the fuck mushroom head Listen. definitely has better music videos than integrity Ooh, oh shots fired <laughs> mushroom head versus integrity lamb go beef <laughs> band flips times a thousand yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right well let's uh let's move on then oh, yeah. um up next we have our if you guys uh, haven't listened to integrity before i think that this while maybe not the hugest record or the most memorable for integrity fans i think if you jumped into integrity at this point you it would be a good starting point i think absolutely uh i think that like especially if you were to listen to this record and then go back to the earlier stuff it only gets better right uh, the, the so it's just like this is a great record and a great jumping off point. Actually, friend of the pod uh, Jesse Brady uh, did mention to me that this is his favorite Integrity record hmm. mm. because he. So Alex, uh, our friend Jesse does a uh, Instagram called Let's Rate Absolutely Everything, and I think he's I don't know he's he's rated something like fifteen hundred records right now. But what he's doing is he's doing like entire discographies through bands, and he just spends like a week and just listens to all their music and writes it and he did the he did integrity and he rated this like an eight out of ten um hmm. he really really enjoyed it uh but as jeff might point out his rating system is a little uh a little all over the place <laughs> look man i'm just saying death magnetic and fucking black album are not the same <laughs> <laughs> they're not the same he did defend him. He did. Did you read his response? I did, said, and that was fair. It was firm but fair, but still, but fair. fuck him. <laughs> All right, well, let's uh, let's move on. My professional um, opinion, fuck him. <laughs> He's going to come on the podcast uh, mm, soon. I bet not. Soon. No, he is. He is. All right. I'm going to hold him to it. Uh, what have we been listening to? I'll start. Uh, I'll start off. This is a section um, we do every week, Alex, where it's uh, we just uh, talk about what we've been jamming for the past week like what, what yeah what whether been going through whether or not it's uh, something new or something old or something fucking weird or whatever uh this is what i've been listening to this week uh pup uh, i don't know if you guys like them or not i love that band uh they just put out a brand new single hmm. uh yesterday today cool because they're putting out a new ep uh and that they've recorded during this quarantine shit Interesting. it's fantastic it sounds like it sounds like Pup. If you like Pup, you'll like the song. Um, I think it's really cool. They did come out. Uh, <laughs> the vinyl is a uh, color your own cover. It's literally like black and white 
and it comes with crayons, like pup branded crayons, and you can color it in if wow. you want to. Cool. Uh, it's pretty cool. Good song. It's a really good, cool single. Um, the other thing I've been listening to, also brand new, uh, the band Horsewhip. Uh, fr- friends, of, friends of mine, they're from Tampa or St. Pete. Um, they are putting out a new record uh, at the end of the month, and they just had their first single drop off of that. Fantastic. I heard someone describe it as stadium crust yeah i saw that too and i was like what and i was like what the fuck does that mean (laughs) stadium crust just makes it just makes me think of a bathroom at like a braves game (laughs) it makes me want to listen to it now yeah well you should it's stadium (laughs) stadium crust uh it's really good uh it's it's fantastic and then the last thing i've been listening to uh I've had this record on my Discogs looking for or wanted list for a while, and it finally picked uh, popped up for a reasonable price. So I picked it up. Uh, the third album by The Banner, Frailty. Oh. Uh, I, I bought a copy of that on vinyl. I'm oh, very yeah. excited about it. It showed up. Uh, I've just been listening to that. That's a fucking great record. It is a good record. Uh, Alex, I don't know if you're ever into The Banner, but you should fucking check them out. Each Breath Haunted and the and Frailty, while they sound kind of different, are are both amazing, amazing records. Um, I did not particularly love their most recent one, Graying, but those two records are very, very good, and you should check them out. That's what I've been listening to this week. Oh, yeah. I've been uh, jamming this guy named Tyler Childers, uh, which is like, a, he's like a 29-year-old uh, dude from Kentucky. He grew up on a mountain and uh, he plays like country music, but uh, he's he's fucking phenomenal songwriter. And I've just been kind of going through his discography over the past uh, week or so. Just listening to a lot of stuff. It's very good. It's very good. Um, But yeah, that's about it. Alex, what about you? Um, I'm going to go a completely different direction here and uh, do it. There's this electronic, like gothic electronic artist that I like, uh, called Picture Plane, uh-huh. and he, and he just released a uh, a new single in August, I believe it's Sick. called. Oh, uh, awesome! What what uh? I mean, can you compare it to anything? Ooh, it's like. <laughs> I mean, I, I I'll I'll try and listen to it anyways. I was just wondering. It's it's worth a listen, and I found I found him in like an odd way but his new single called avalanche i think is really awesome um it's different than like anything that like i think you would uh expect it to be but it's i love that his number one song on spotify is called goth star it's and that one's not very good (laughs) that's that's the that's the big one on spotify well like one one day i had this idea for a band name for a hardcore band uh and I, I checked it on Spotify to see if uh, there was anything that corresponded with it. And it was the name of one of his songs. So I just started listening to it. Nice. But but that's that's a great way to find some new music. Nice. Oh, yeah. Uh, you been listening to anything else? Uh, I I mean, I, I travel for work, so I'm driving a lot. So I always check out the Spotify release radar like every every week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I no, just listen. I listen to the entire. Uh, I saw the uh broadway calls put out a record recently because mm-hmm. that was on the release radar so i checked out that whole thing and i i mean i've always been a fan and i thought that was a good good release by them oh yeah awesome well cool um, all right well let's uh what's up next jeff the next segment uh on the discography podcast is a thing we like to call listener shit 
which is listeners where shit. which is where we uh, answer questions from listeners. Sometimes they pertain to the podcast. Sometimes they pertain to whether fuel or filter is the better band. Sometimes they pertain to nothing having to do with music. But yeah, like sometimes we talk about pickles, yep. like whatever. Send in your questions. Yep. <laughs> you can actually. If you directly message any uh, or like us on Instagram or, or Twitter or whatever, mm-hmm. we'll read your stuff or email us at deathscographypod well, at gmail.com. Well, Jer- we'll Jeremy, will, Jeremy will read it. If you send it to me, it's not going to make it on the podcast. No, it'll, <laughs> it'll go into the spam uh, Yeah, well, I'll see it uh, like three months from now when I get back on. I'm like, <laughs> oh, shit, somebody sent me a message on Twitter. All right. Well, I got a couple. Right. I got a couple uh, from podcast listener Joey Noble. I have no idea. He asked. Well, you, I mean... You're, you don't know a lot. Most of our podcast listeners, know, Jeff. Know, uh, it's weird. Joey Noble asked. It's just weird. It's just weird s- to me that people that don't know us listen to the podcast. Is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> That's true. It is weird. Uh, how do you stop listening to bad music? Now. That's the question. I Ooh. took that in two ways. All right. Is he, first is he way, digging us or is he? Uh, no. 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 <laughs> asking for our is, asking for our advice. I think he's. This is the way I took it. It's either. I have a bad song stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. How do I stop? How do I get it out? I feel like you would have or said two, that though. Or two, I listen to bad music. How do you like find better music? Mm. Get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. How do you move on to better music? All right. First thing, if you have a bad song stuck in your head, I tend to just do math. I'll just do really simple math. I'll just go two plus two is four. Four times two is eight. Eight minus six is two. You know what I mean? And that if I do that enough, the song kind of just goes away. But then I find out what song is stuck in his head, and then I sing math problems. <laughs> sing math problems to that Don't do song. It. Don't do it, Jeff. Eight plus five. Eight plus five is 13. Jeremy hates We Built the City on Rock and Roll. He hates it. Uh, it's a fucking, it's the worst song in the world. <laughs> All right. Uh, but yeah, and so on the other thing, uh, I would say, well, first off, if you're listening to the podcast, you're on your way to listening to some good music. <laughs> mm. If you listen along with us, we'll point you to some good stuff. Also pictures of Gabriel. Also bad stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I mean, you know, not everything we cover is great, but, you know, like all right. most of De- what, Death Wish's stuff what, is good. What's the person's name? Joey? Joey Noble. Joey. Joey. All right, Joey, you're going to want to go down to the mall. You're going to crash the mall with your friends. All right. (laughs) You're going to crash the mall. Get your mom to drop you off. Okay. Make sure she gives you a 20. You're going to need a 20 to be able to buy a CD. All right. Now go into Sam Goody. And there go to the metal section. Joey. You asked for Mr. Goody. Yes. Go to the metal section and read the stickers on the CDs because they ne- they <laughs> never lie to you. No, hype stickers do not lie. And fucking pick the one with the gnarliest cover on it. And uh pick the one with the gnarliest cover on it and spend a bunch of money on that CD and that's that's how you find good music and you it'll probably be bad. You have to go back the next week. Get something that's uh, you'll try to sell it back. They won't take it. Uh, <laughs> and then you will uh, eventually find something you like. 
you got to make sure that hype sticker says uh, fans of asking Alexandria, though. Yes. That, that's how you know it's a good record. Yes. Agreed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I said before, uh, I think I might have said this on the podcast before. I definitely bought that first Amir record. Uh, the one that doesn't sound like the the rest of Amir. It's the one with like the uh-huh. Won't You Be My Bride, that song. Because on it, it was like, for fans of Between the Buried and Me, Dead to Fall. <laughs> and I was like, hell yeah. And uh, nope. Yeah, those bands are sick. <laughs> <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Yeah, hype stickers can fucking but anyway, suck my ass. Joey, Fuck that's em. that's how you fucking find good music, Joey. Yeah, yeah, Joey. Find uh, find a Christian music bookstore. <laughs> Go to their CD section. Get a Zayo record from there. <laughs> yep, that's yep. I, under us, I definitely maybe. bought a Zayo record in a Christian bookstore back in the day. Anyway, uh, all right. Next question. Uh, Justin Plemons, friend of the pod, Justin Plemons, asked, uh, he has a question for you, Alex. Oh. Heard you were coming on. Had a question. Wanted to send it to you. He says, how much integrity merch do you own? (laughs) A a lot. (laughs) Fucking just get to the point. The called out. At least. um, I'm... I mean, they're all black, so yeah, 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 right. Of course, maybe I don't know between between seven and twelve shirts, probably. <laughs> all right, how many hoodies? No integrity hoodies. How many shorts? <gasps> no shorts. Oh. Got the booty shorts. I don't know. Don't let him lie to you. He's got the integrity booty shorts. <laughs> I, I have a few hats. Yeah, some some hats. Yes. Um, if you had to pick your favorite integrity shirt, which one would it be? Ooh, that's a that's a tough question. Um, <laughs> I I have a they're like they're like my children. <laughs> I have one uh, that they put out a couple years ago for um, for Pride that uh, oh yeah, yeah everyone yeah. seems to really enjoy one. when I wear it. Oh, is it is it the skull an, with the it's just rainbow, but it's a skull? No, well I I have that one too. That yeah, that's yeah. the one that came out this year. The one that oh, came out prior that says integrity on it. Nice. But it is rainbow. Hell yeah. Well, there you go, Justin. Uh, And then finally, I have one last question. Uh, Frequent uh, email writer Marshall Mullins. This fucking guy. (laughs) This fucking guy. All right. Asks, how many questions do I get to ask before I'm not allowed to ask anymore? This many. Fuck off. This many. (laughs) You're done. You're out of here, kid. (laughs) Uh, I, I like saying kid to him because he's significantly older than me. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, keep, please keep sending questions. A lot of them. Well, some. All right. One of them was good. We've had one good question <laughs> in our entire, you know, I uh, know I, I um, encourage anyone to send us stuff because it I mean, I'm not the one checking in any other stuff. So fucking. Oh, it's fun. Not, not, knock, your, like, knock yourselves out. Jeremy works really hard. Uh, yes, uh, I do. I, uh, I, gonna... I show up and talk. That's that's it. Yeah, I was gonna say. Ultimately, this is an entertainment podcast where we want to <laughs> just riff with each other. So, yes, <laughs> that's what it is. Um, we're not a we're not a fucking encyclopedia podcast. We're not as pure facts. Well, you know, well, it's like. Well, once again, like all, if it sounds like a joke, hey man, it's a joke. Yeah, like it all comes from a place of respect. Uh, you know, except when I was, put, except when we were talking about trapped, that was all. That, that <laughs> yeah. was that was all real. 
And it came, from a, came from a place of disrespect. <laughs> disrespect. <laughs> oh. All right. Uh, okay. Well, let's. Do you have anything, Jeff, or is that it? Uh, no, I don't have anything. I don't have any uh, listener questions. I do. Okay. I do try. I fucking post on the internet, know, and I'm like, hey, <laughs> ask us stuff, and no one ever does. That's fine. Let's move on then. Uh, last thing before we close out the episode, I uh, just wanted to talk about next week's episode. Uh, information uh, is a band I've never heard of. Uh, I'm going to be honest. They're called Breather Resist. Hmm. Either either of you guys ever heard of them? Never, oh, ever. Yeah. Never, heard, never heard of them. Uh, I think they put out some stuff on Jade Tree because I had to look them up to see who they were. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, so it's like, I don't know a lot of the stuff on Jade Tree, so it's it's cool. Uh, it'll be something cool. It's, uh, what's the record called? Only in the Morning. It's their Only in the Morning EP by Breather Resist. Cool. That'll be our next episode. Oh, yeah. uh, and like I mentioned before, we're going to have some... Not next episode, but the episodes coming up, we're going to have some more special guests, probably someone on the Some Girls episode. Yeah. And I think I think Jesse said he wanted to come on the next Blinding Light episode. Yeah. And, uh, so we'll have some more, yeah. more uh, guests coming. Alex, thank you so much for coming on and doing this with us. Yeah, thank you for having me. It gave me yeah. something to do on a Thursday night. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's, no, it's it, super fun. I'm glad that... Um, you know, it was it was cool to have like a actual like super fan of integrity on an integrity uh, episode. Can I, yeah, can I nice ask one question? Yes, please. Where, where, where did you guys get the idea to do this podcast? Oh, well, we probably just said shit enough until we were like, we should do a podcast. Well, <laughs> just, well we've been, we've been wanting to do a podcast together forever. Mm-hmm. And it was always, and it was always just like, yeah, but then we're just going to be a couple of white dudes with a podcast, which is literally almost every podcast, you know? Yeah, uh, exactly. And then Jeremy, I feel like you came up with the idea. I feel like you... I, I think I did, You yeah. came up with the idea, but I came up with the name. You did. Yeah. You did come up with the name and, and the kind of the format. Uh, but yeah, essentially, we just... It was before the pandemic started. Um, we were kicking around the idea of doing the podcast and purchased some mics and 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 figured out the theme we were just like what what's a record label that we both really like that we're not 100 percent familiar with everything on it and that was the you know that was this so it's like death wish was the perfect answer it's legitimately because like i respect them as a label i like every, a lot of what they've done but like especially where we are now in the history of the of the label i haven't heard most of it like i don't even know who breather resist is right like i don't know that band at all so like it was just uh, we knew that it would be able to provide uh, a bunch of content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we could do. And uh, yeah, so the, honestly, I think I've I've did the math. I think that we ha- if we do one episode a week, uh, we have about four years worth of <laughs> podcasting to do. So <laughs> it's a it's a oh, big man. commitment. Yeah, we um early on in the in the pandemic when we were both out of work, we did two episodes. Uh, a week but then we kind of both started working again and didn't have the time anymore so we started only doing the one so that's when it went from two years to four years yeah. but <laughs> have you yeah. ever uh, um, listened to the uh blink 155 podcast i have uh i i thought that was a really cool <laughs> cool idea i've talked about it on the podcast before it's very funny yeah they've uh they've been going strong with that for for a long time yeah they're i mean they're basically done like they did all the songs so uh, they're just waiting on Blink-182 to write more music, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, but yeah, Alex, seriously, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, really, really appreciate it. You guys um, look out for maybe, that You Vandal record. It's coming out probably first quarter of next year, hopefully. Is that what you said? Uh, we'll see how screwed yeah, we we'll get in yeah. impressing plants. Right. Uh, yeah. 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 We're yeah, literally yeah, yeah, yeah. we're literally living that life right now. Uh, uh, yeah. It's somewhere. Uh, it's at a plant. <laughs> <laughs> it's being made, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Alex, maybe, uh, you know, we're... Integrity did two releases with Deathwish. Maybe we'll have you back on for the next Integrity. Well, release. let's just let's just see what the fans think uh, of him. First. Let's see yeah. if the fans enjoy you. <laughs> I'm not doing anything for the next four years, so yeah. Let me do this. You're just the the third host all of a sudden. That's fine. I'm Jer- uh, I'm yeah. Jeff. I'm Jeremy, and I'm Alex. Alex, get out of here. <laughs> no, I'm part of this. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, if you could please. Uh, try and subscribe and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really does help. I know that's where a lot of you guys listen. Uh, if you just take two seconds and give us a review, it really does help. Uh, but even if you listen on Google or Spotify, just make sure you subscribe and review and all that stuff. Yep, it's dumb. It's dumb to think about, but it's a real fucking thing that helps uh, make us discoverable by people who don't already know who we are. And yeah, and if another thing, if you could just share the podcast with a friend that you might think uh, enjoy it or share the podcast with a friend that you might think hates it or, you know, share it with uh, the bands that we cover because some of them don't have social media content. Maybe they'll hate it. The, yeah, yeah. So then they'll <laughs> find out about it and then they'll send us really angry messages. That's cool. <laughs> no, it'll be, it'll be okay. Uh, but yeah, so our social media, you can find us on instagram at deathscography pod you can find us on twitter at deathscography you can find us on facebook at deathscography pod as well or email us at deathscography pod at gmail.com personally you can find me on instagram and twitter at iron Raygun. you can find me on twitter at car bomb sermon you can find me on instagram at car bomb underscore sermon alex where are you at you got anything you want to plug uh, any social medias nah, i don't think anyone wants to find me on social media Excellent. They might uh, at least okay. What's what's the band Instagram? Just you Vandal FL. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. You can find you Vandal at you Vandal FL. He's just like they uh, don't want to see what I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Bye.